viu rico namorar pobre? And we are back for week two. Hello, hello. <laughs> Who would have thought that we made it? <laughs> We're done. We've climbed. Just in case you guys didn't know, week one was an experiment. And you gave us... <laughs> <laughs> you gave us exactly what we wanted, so we're back for we're week two. More powerful than ever. <laughs> more powerful than ever. Honestly, most shocking thing about this experience is the fact that people actually want to listen to us <laughs> yeah. and liked it. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you half the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what did I tell you last week? This is her podcast. Shane, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Okay? <laughs> this is chapter two of me usurping the podcast. Is this going to be like a thing? Mm-hmm. It's going to be called Say La Shane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, though, I just want to say I'm truly shocked at how many people listened to our podcast and responded positively. Like, that's crazy. I'm not. I'm shocked at how many people listen, but I'm not shocked at how many people responded positively. Well, I knew they were going to like oh. me. <laughs> I can't say the same for everybody. You have a lot to take. Um, I am. I'm a doll, so I'm I was not. fine. We no. know. I think that we did such a great job, and we're going to do even better this week. Work in progress, and honestly, we are going to kill it. We did such a great job with the first one. And you know, the best part about it is I'm in charge. You guys are my loyal subjects. Girl, and I think that's bye. great. <laughs> Goodbye. Where do I jump off ship? I'm just kidding. No, I'm nothing without you guys, and you know it. Don't forget. Do it. not play this back <laughs> in a time of crisis because I'm not going to listen. Absolutely will. Okay. TMZ. So, I think that there were, you know, just a couple things that happened this week. It wasn't a super tea heavy week. It wasn't. It wasn't, but there were a couple things that need to be discussed. The pot was a little mm-hmm. bit cool this, this week. Yeah, the pot was cool. We let we let it sit after boiling for a little while. Yeah, I, I mean the week before was just. <laughs> yeah, the Eartha week before kit. was just. <laughs> wow. Oh, Eartha Kit, girl, may you rest in peace because I know you need it. <laughs> Restock those shelves. Oh my god! So did you guys watch the Beyonce Netflix documentary? One hundred percent. No. Ah. Uh. <laughs> You guys, uh, please. Okay. Oh my god. I'm gonna need you to explain why. <laughs> oh my! It's like deathly silent. Uh-oh. Because I it need to know why. It is a cultural phenomenon, okay. and it like people were like buying Netflix subscriptions for it. Okay. Well, here's why. So today, actually, Beyonce released Lemonade onto Spotify like hours ago, and I told you this. Years ago, when Lemonade was released, I was not going to listen to Lemonade in any capacity until it was released on mainstream streaming devices. Did you succeed? I did. I How? have not listened to it, not myself, because I put my views where my mouth is. And I really mean that because I could not afford to get title. Yeah, I could have gotten the trial, but I was going to forget to cancel it and pay whatever dollars for something I'm already paying for on Spotify. So I literally boycotted it until today. So, just playing devil's advocate with this issue, the whole reason that they even came out with Tidal is because they felt like writers and other artists who are on albums who are not necessarily, like, the headliner. Specifically for hip-hop. Yeah, specifically for hip-hop. Don't get paid enough by Apple and Spotify. Particularly Spotify. Apparently, Spotify has the lowest payout out of all of the streaming services. What's well, the so, most popular, isn't it? Don't they have the most I think subscribers? It is. Yeah. I think it is. But that was really the whole point, is they made Tidal, and it's more expensive because they want to pay people. Mm-hmm. I don't use Tidal because I'm going to need you guys to hire somebody from Silicon Valley to make it a little bit better to use. Let me tell you, the interface sucks. It's the terrible. The interface is terrible. I'm not paying more for it less products. I'm not paying more for less products, period. I'm just not. So I don't even have a problem with Tidal, the price. I have a problem with if you're going to charge me more, then you have to deliver. I don't want to sit there yeah. and it's freezing and there are bugs and I can even use the search bar. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Okay. I also don't know how to rewind 30 seconds in a song whenever I want to re-listen to it again. Right. Like, I, I can't. Very I basic. Very basic. So I will say, though, I'm not a huge fan of Tidal, mm-hmm. but I admire the reason behind it. I think that's a great reason to want to make a platform and charge people more money. And you better mm-hmm. believe that before before even Lemonade came out, bitch, I downloaded that. Me too. Formation came out. Me too. Just to listen to the single. Yup, sure did. 
Well, I, I get all of that. And, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm outing myself. But it's like, Beyonce sometimes gets on my nerves. If I have you guys in my DMs after I say this, I'm going to fight every single one of the you. The beehive is not a joke. The, uh, listen, I'm not saying I'm against the beehive. Remember I when they love... came for Becky with the good hair? When they came for <laughs> fucking Rachel Ray? When Rachel they fucking Roy, came... Rachel Roy. No, but people were coming oh, at yeah. Rachel Ray. And she was like, y'all, it wasn't me. <laughs> she said, I literally don't even know who Jay-Z is. <laughs> Okay, well, I get that. And it's like, I love Beyonce as a performer. No one can deny her star power. But I feel like sometimes, like, this is my opinion. So, like I said, come in my DMs if you want this smoke. Um, and I mean that. I mean that because okay. this, this is... All right. Look, Amanda's going to be in my now. DMs tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be in there in an hour. Her Makes phone. a stan account. <laughs> How dare you, bitch. Crusty, disgusting. But this is, I'm not saying that I'm denying her, her star power. Her music is phenomenal. It's, I'm not saying that. I'm saying sometimes business ventures don't exactly go the way they need to. And it's like title. We knew like the first six months it was, it was not a good streaming platform. Why did it take like three years for you to, two years, two years or three years? It's too long. Been- yeah. To, it took you that long to put it on Spotify. And that's what I was protesting. It's not necessarily the artist. I was protesting, like, why did you why did you wait that long? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I understand that. But I do think that as a black woman, you should watch Homecoming. I will now that Lemonade is on Spotify, is what I'm saying. What does Lemonade have to do with Homecoming? Let her, let her live. Those are two separate entities. That's fine. But I want to, I want to go in order. The last, I okay. got Beyonce, the self-entitled album, but I could not afford to buy <laughs> Lemonade. And it's like, I get it. Netflix is free, but I want to see the evolution of Beyonce. Like, I want to go in order. I understand that. I respect that. That's Definitely funny. watch the visual album of Lemonade before you listen to it. Okay. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. It's meant to be watched. So for those of us who are... <laughs> Bay fans. <laughs> I'm a Bay fan. <laughs> those of us who are busy bees, I need to know what you thought about the Netflix documentary. I thought it was great. I loved. I loved the uh, the interlude, switching back to like the rehearsal process and going through like her story. Also, let me tell you that I didn't realize that it was covering both like Coachella performances to the point that like whenever she at one point turned the first she, outfit change yes I literally went how the fuck did they do that me too and then I was like oh wait this is different like this is a different performance but even then I felt like the editing was oh, so it's seamless it's perfect because it's the same thing it was the same exact show and that's fantastic I felt this way whenever she released the um the what is it life life is, it, life is a dream what was that thing called that she did for HBO Oh, yeah. Uh, Life is a Dream, I think it was I think it was something like that, yeah. I've always liked whenever I get to see Beyonce not in, like, on stage mode. And Mm -hmm. I like to see her stressed backstage. And, bitch, you get to see her fucking stress. So stressed. And homecoming. Whenever she's literally standing there, literally, like, we talked about, like, she literally had just had her baby, her twins. And she's literally sitting there. Her hair is, like, in her face. And she's like... Okay, well, what do we need to do? What do we need to get done? Okay, great, let's do it. Like, right. literally <laughs> over it, finish with it, trying to figure it out, and then creates this incredible performance, like she always does. I will say that I wish there was just more behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I loved watching the performance mm-hmm. aspect, and I don't honestly, I don't I, know what else I could ask for mm-hmm. because it was so long. It's not even like it was short. And they gave not, me everything, but I just I needed more. I would have been okay not having the entire performance from beginning to end. I would have been okay with like cutting some bits of it out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, listen, I don't want to lose the fact that like if that would have meant that we lost the two and a half interlude of her going suck on my balls, which <laughs> was for literally two and a half minutes. Iconic. I- what? I- Iconic. We gotta watch it. I need to listen to Lemonade. There's literally what a two and a half minute interlude of her going suck on my balls. But my point was, what I love about Homecoming is you really get to see the evolution of Beyonce, not even as an artist, but as a black woman. And I think that's something that a lot of black women go through in the United States, where it's like, first, you're in denial that you're black and that you're a woman and that both of those things are incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. Then... you realize that you're both black and a woman and it's like the most devastating thing ever because you're like oh great i've been dealt the crappiest hand in the world 
And then there comes a point where you are learning about how fantastic it is to be both black and a woman. And then there comes a point where you own that. And I think we've really seen that for her as an artist. If you look at Beyonce 10 years ago, she wasn't making such a political stance as she is now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people criticize her for that because they're like, well, where was this Beyonce 10 years ago? And it's like, how dare you... Didn't exist yet. Right. How dare you deny her that basic human right that we all go through where we have to come to terms with the parts of us that are kind of hard to swallow. Mm -hmm. And I love being black and being a woman, but there was a time where I didn't. I didn't want to be either of those things because it mm -hmm. meant that my life was not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. So it, how dare we deny her that basic human right of coming into that? And when you really look at her from the beginning to now, it's such a beautiful journey and one that I kind of equate with my own journey because I know what that feels like to kind of, finally be at a place where you're like wow i love this part of me and i'm gonna shout it from the rooftops so much so mm -hmm. that i'm headlining coachella and mm -hmm. this is all about and black I've people changed yeah. it to beachella beachella yeah. and like, it's all about black like, people <laughs> literally all of it is about black people if yeah. you don't like black people i'm so sorry hang your flower crown up for this year <laughs> and come back next year in your denim shorts hang it Not up the flower. hang it up which hang is still up. appropriated but okay true but it really <laughs> That's the most beautiful part about it is it honestly, there were parts watching it where I wanted to cry because I felt like I know what that feels like. And I'm mm -hmm. so happy mm -hmm. that there's an artist out there who not only also knows what that feels like, but isn't afraid to share that with the world. And say, mm -hmm. suck on my balls. And say, suck on my balls. Suck on my balls. Over and over. And, and have the entire balls. audience screaming it with her. Right. Suck on my balls. While her husband, who the song is about, Yikes. is holding her towel backstage, <laughs> <laughs> ready to dry her off. But it, 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 it's really, and the performance quality as well oh is my God. out of this world. These people who are performing with her are like almost outperformed her. The band. Oh, wow. The band is phenomenal. Let, let me tell you, the whole like, the, during the whole like Everybody Mad segment though. Yes. Like, some of her background dancers kind of show her up. Like, um, her, the one girl with the baton, she said, this is my moment, and watch. You think I'm not about to perform with Beyonce at Coachella, and at I'm not about to snatch your wig completely off? Wig off, flew mm. out the window on the interstate. Like, she did not care. She said, In the desert. I'm about to show all your crusty-ass baby hairs, bitch. Like, wig gone. She scalped me. I'm done. Ooh. Like Here's the thing. At the end of the day, you cannot get... Like Queen Carter, without going back though, like you said, you you gotta go back to the Michelle and Kelly. Days. Yes, like you gotta go back to the Destiny's Child, like before mm. she decided to go. <laughs> I'm better off. And, like, <laughs> but I was proud of Michelle. She didn't fall. She only stumbled once, and she got the choreography. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> you she stumbled so when she came out of the shoot. <laughs> she did. So at the beginning, right? But I was holding, but I was first, holding my like, breath. Her, we are talking about Super Bowl, right? Yes. Whenever she literally popped out of the thing and almost fell over, <laughs> I said we can move the camera off. She her. grabbed somebody. Did she grab Beyonce and Beyonce <laughs> shook her off? Like don't literally, grab me. They was she got too close behind her during single ladies, and it, literally you could almost hear her mouth being like, "Move back, Michelle." Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know Beyonce don't play that. She also infamously said in a performance, somebody get in fire. <laughs> and that person, their asshole clenched backstage. Yes. Like <laughs> As it should. But when you watch her behind the scenes, you see how much work she puts mm -hmm. into it. Like, it's truly remarkable the level of artistry and ownership that she has over her performances and a lot of people will shade her because they're like she doesn't even write her music i'm like so i could care less there are artists who do artists she's not a singer songwriter stuff she's like, not a yeah. singer songwriter type of an and she's artist. never claimed to be she's an mm -hmm. enormous superstar she turns songs into hits Whitney yeah. Houston saying, I will always love you. And it's written by Dolly Parton. Y'all don't shade her. Right. You let Whitney sure. live and you belt it at karaoke. So why? I do. Don't you do the same for Beyonce. <laughs> and I keep seeing everywhere that people are like, Beyonce is so overrated. I'm like, girl, when your fave does something for the culture this huge, call me. Here's the thing. The fact that she can go on tours now and she did it for Home Women, but like the fact that she goes on her tours now and no longer does arguably her biggest single of single ladies and doesn't mm -hmm. perform it says a lot. Yeah. The fact that she goes, I don't need to do that to get people to come in here. The one, like the song that even people who don't know like all Beyonce stuff, everybody knows Single Ladies and everybody knows Crazy in Love. 
But yes. the, but especially, I would argue, like, Single Ladies is the number one hit. Like, everybody knows Single Ladies. And she does not do it on tour anymore. Even Jay-Z like, has to do H to the Izzo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's back there holding that towel, waiting for Beyonce to get off stage from Beachella. He said, somebody grab her water. Wait, is this not, is this Epion? She only drinks Fiji. <laughs> because I'm not about to get another album written about me. No, he's certainly not. But, yeah, you should definitely watch it. It's fantastic. May I say something? Yes. So I'm kind of glad I waited because listening to you guys talk about it makes me more excited to see it. Like, That's great. Because, you know, I have all these biases from things that I probably made up in my head. So um, now they're kind of on. But my yeah. thing is, I don't even mind when people have opinions about Beyonce. Like, I don't like her music. Mm-hmm. I it's don't it's think fair, she's... You have to respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Or whatever their opinions may be. But what you, can, you have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. And the amount of sheer talent inside that five foot seven body is like disgusting one more thing to talk about beyonce don't you lie to me talk about you don't eat carbs you don't eat fish you shop you don't at target eat, you sh- you're lying because you ate an apple at one point and someone brought that up Stop. to me apples have carbs and yes, sugar you liar so you know what that's the only thing that i will the, my criticism of beyonce's homecoming is don't tell me you don't eat sugar and carbs when i saw you on the video eating an apple remember okay. whenever arguably beyonce started the whole vegan revolution vegan cupcakes vegan cupcakes Forget all of a sudden everyone's like i'm vegan and it's been that way for five years true i'm still kind of vegan during the day i'm daytime I'm vegan we'll never do it all i have to say me neither all i have to say is <laughs> give credit where credit is due that's it we're living in the era of Beyonce, and we should be respectful of that. You know, mm-hmm. Our kids are going to look back and be like, who do we have? Some SoundCloud rapper? They wish they had Beyonce. And we are living in this era. So you know what? Take a break from trolling and live and bask in the most beautiful era of our time. We have Beyonce and we have Rihanna. Enjoy it. And we have Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> well, that being said, we're going to take... A very quick break and we will be back after this. Okay, we are back. So did you guys see there is a new edition or issue of Vogue and none other than the lovely Kim Kardashian is on the cover. Of course. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't she be? Right. Let but have you guys seen it? I'm about to see it right now. We literally have... Okay, I just want to make it clear that we've filmed two episodes of this podcast, or recorded two episodes of this podcast, and each one we've talked about Kim Kardashian. I know. And it's killing me more <laughs> than it's killing I you. I promise you. <laughs> so here she is. This is the cover. So... The same cover as always? Like. Right. So my... This is my thought like, process. It's a good picture, like... It's okay. But, I've seen North take a picture like that. Like, what? This is my thought process. I've seen North take titty pictures of her mom. Like, (laughs) (laughs) are they on Instagram? Probably. So, this is my. Hold on. But do you remember, though, the post where it was literally the, the fucking mirror shot of Kim Kardashian with her fucking titties out? And, like, she's, like, facing the mirror, and she didn't realize it in the background, in the mirror, you see. You North with the fucking iPhone? No. You are lying about no, that. No, it was, like, last year. Because everybody was like, She's letting her toddler tug at titty pictures. I cannot. Okay, anyways. Like, they have no scruples. Like, none whatsoever. I need to find it. Oh, my God. Okay, so, basically, my process was, I saw on Instagram, people were like, Kim is on the cover of Vogue, yay. And I'm like, who are these basic people? For the eighth time. Who are these basic people I follow that actually care that she's on the cover of Vogue? I do not care. And so I was like, did Anna Wintour die? Because I don't understand why she's letting this go on. Like, we don't want this. The people who actually are reading Vogue do not want this. So whatever. I click on this and that's my thought process. I'm like, oh my God, why does she look so basic? I'm like, okay, cute. She has wet hair. She has a little chain around her neck reminiscent of a dog that got caught in the rain <laughs> girl <laughs> and you know what this picture did nothing for me i was reading the picture right i was so done with it to me this is the most basic of basic photos 
Like, I could not. So then I click on it and I'm scrolling through the issue. Tell me why, as I'm scrolling, I see this. Oh. <laughs> what? That is the queen herself, RuPaul. Okay? Looking like a fucking Victorian queen. Literally looking like royalty. Please explain to me, please explain to me how this beautiful portrait, perfect styling, photo by Annie Leibovitz is in the crevices of Vogue and Kim Kardashian, who I can smell needs a shower, is on the cover. (laughs) I just feel like this speaks to a bigger issue. I'm like, why did RuPaul get overlooked? Also, look at the costume. Look at the fucking, like, if I dressed RuPaul... And and Kim Kardashian got put knock if you buck like th- th- not knock <laughs> if you buck knock <laughs> if you buck because are you fucking kidding me? No, that's a, that was my thought process. First, I was annoyed because Kim is on the cover. Then I was doubly annoyed and quite frankly hurt because Rue looked amazing in that As portrait always and was not put on the cover. I just do not understand. I feel like this speaks to a be- a bigger issue. And I'm like, Anna Wintour, you had me going with your Vogue 73 questions interview. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I really love her. Like, I love Anna Wintour. I was so right about this for all these years. But she but, loves Kim Kardashian. Right. You have me messed up. She actually pretended to hate her and was like, oh, the only reason I put her and Kanye on the cover is because he couldn't stop calling my phone. Girl, what? Stop. You Ooh. love Kim Kardashian because you gave her a second Vogue US cover voluntarily. Like immediately after. <laughs> knowing that you had that portrait of RuPaul in your back pocket. Mary Queen of Scots. That's who RuPaul looks like. Mary Queen of Shade. RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. And I just feel like justice for Ru. No one's talking yeah. about this. But it is super upsetting to me that... Is this even being talked about on Twitter? Like, is anybody even talking about this? We no, I don't think so. <laughs> they should. That would have been such an iconic moment to mm-hmm. have a beautiful drag queen on the cover of Vogue. Mm-hmm. What an iconic moment. And yet, we took the boring route. And Kim, once again, is on the cover of Vogue. Anna, please do better because I cannot stand you if this is what you're going to do. Okay, so because we randomly became famous, someone reached out to us and wants us to talk about something. What? That they're going through. I know. It's not crazy. Cool. Wow. We have little Already? <laughs> so this is the story for you guys, and I just want to hear your opinion. So wow. our listener wants us to know that... Him and his best friend got into a huge fight, and they're not fight- friends anymore. And mm. I'm sure you can guess the reason. It's a girl. They're straight. Yeah, they're straight. <laughs> you know straight people always do, like, weird shit like this. They mm. get in fights over, like, weird shit like this. But anyway. It's an amateur hour compared to the gays. Yeah, amateurs. Exactly. <laughs> We're not as advanced as you. Forgive us. I wouldn't call it advanced, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Basically... Our listener and his best friend have been best friends for years. They were roommates in college, and they're pretty much inseparable. Earlier this year, his best friend started dating a girl, and their friend group was on a trip in Seattle, and there he met his best friend's girlfriend and found out that she too lives in Atlanta. So in front of the boyfriend, our listener and the girlfriend were like, oh, we should get together next time we're in Atlanta. She told him she doesn't know many people in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. She loved somebody to like, show her the town yeah, like places to, yeah a friend <laughs> we right. have a similar connection great right something very normal okay mm-hmm. so they come back to atlanta and really no one's talked too much but she reaches out to him last week and lets him know that she has a section at a nightclub popular atlanta nightclub <laughs> she had a section somewhere and invited him to come his response since he has a girlfriend was is it okay if i bring someone and her response was yeah that's fine so apparently he ends up not going and he reaches out the next day and is like, hey, so sorry, I didn't make it. We should try to hang out again sometime soon. Her response was, oh, great. My boyfriend, his best friend, will be in town next weekend. His response was, great, we should all hang out. Meaning to him, him, his girlfriend, his best friend, and his girlfriend. Double date. Right. So he doesn't hear anything from his friend who he knows is in town. And he's like trying to reach out, trying to hang out, and he's being a little bit shady. So finally, the best friend in the group chat poses the question. The group chat with who? 
group chat with all of their male friends. So our listener, his best friend, and all of their male friends. All the bros. So he, in the bro group chat, says, so how many of you knew that our listener was texting my girlfriend? (gasps) The fuck? Ooh, that's piping. Super messy. So our listener replies and is like, what "What are you talking about? And... The best friend replies and says, were you not trying to hang out with my girlfriend this past weekend? And he drops the no. screenshot in the group <laughs> chat. And the group chat was divided. Half of them Ooh. were like... What are you... This is okay. not an Instagram poll. <laughs> so half of them were on our listener side and were like, you know, the best friend is acting crazy. Half of them were on the best friend side and were like, that was shady. You shouldn't be texting someone's girlfriend okay there's so much insecurity in this story that it is i literally can feel the heat of it fuck that shit like are you kidding me like you you see so you're telling me that you not only don't trust your girlfriend you don't trust your best friend oh that's like michael if i was if i was if that was me like i would be so personally hurt by the fact that like is that like really who like my friend thinks that I am that I would like sleep with his girlfriend that I would really try to do that behind his back like you really that's what you think of me mm-hmm. that's bullshit right yikes bye Ooh, this is what I have to say it's not 1919 it's 2019 yikes so I say uh, the listener's friend needs to get with it. Like, I just, I can't believe that this situation is being posed right now. Yeah, like, and apparently the listener was really upset and was like, the friend basically texted him and said, we don't fuck with each other anymore. We're not friends. Oh, it's, it's over. So no talking about it. There's no. What happened, what happened to bros before hoes? What happened to bros before hoes? <laughs> this is my real question. What happened before this incident? Because it doesn't sound like this is the real oh, problem. No. This is... There's something... So my take is one of them is cheating, if not both of them. Well, because... here's the thing. There, that, that's what all this comes down to. Like, literally, obviously, you're Ooh. concerned that your girlfriend's cheating at the fact that you have to tell your best friend, not only in private, but in a group chat, to publicly shame somebody... that's absolutely nonsense to your bros who are not before your hoes um i just honestly i feel like she's cheating and he might be cheating too that's my diagnosis if you are that worried about your girlfriend hanging out with your absolute best friend of years that you've lived with then something is going on then you can't she can't hang out with any males in my opinion like if my boyfriend was going to hang out with anybody that was a female, I would prefer that it was my best friends. Right. right. Because I know that I can trust them and they'll keep an eye exactly. on them. Exactly. Because they're your friends. Right. At the end of the day, I am going to, like, like my best friend is going to come first. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's the bottom line is that, like, that is someone that I've known for longer. It's someone that I probably trust more. Even though, like, you know, even if I'm in a trusting relationship, I'm going to trust my friend in of this course. situation. And, like, that was, it, it, if it was ever a situation where my best friend slept with my significant other... The one that would hurt me the most would be my best friend. I agree with that. Like, and, that would hurt me the most. And they're not going to be together forever. You're really <laughs> going to do something so stupid. I don't even know you two people, and I know you're breaking up. The end is nigh, my friend. You can't even trust each other to hang out with other people. You are definitely not going to end up together forever. So you basically just fucked up your whole life because mm-hmm. you don't have a friend and you won't have a girlfriend in six months. Ooh. I can tell you that much. Well, you know, okay, well, here's my question. So obviously we, we can assume that this, whoever eventually, whenever this ends or whatever, at some point is probably going to reach out. What would you do mm-hmm. at that point? If my friend reached out to me. After, after all that happened, after you, or after you were publicly shamed and then that person reaches out to you and is like, hey, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Like, This is what I would do. If you publicly shame me, you need to publicly apologize because the shame was big, so the apology needs to be bigger. I agree with that. I will say... Absolutely. Light of the seven. Shame. (laughs) Shame. I am a very petty person. It's true. I love to hold a grudge, but I don't consider myself to be prideful. If somebody apologizes to me, I'm quick. It's fine. I can move on. Here's the deal. (laughs) For me, trust is the most important element of any relationship, whether it's romantic platonic friendships whatever it is if that is broken because you don't trust me then 
that to me, like our entire friendship has crumbled at that point. And you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, you can publicly apologize, but to me, I don't even need that. I don't even want that. My thing is, no, you missed it. You you missed the shot. Like that, and and the bottom line is like, it's gonna take more than like an apology at that point. Like, it's gonna take me coming around, and I am prideful in the sense that like, it's gonna take me a little bit of time to actually come around. And here's the thing, I don't even need a public apology. I don't need a show. I need you to fucking man up and come and talk to me, and and we'll 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 settle it. But my thing is, it's not gonna be this. No, no, absolutely not. Like you completely showed your ass whenever you did that i agree with that that's true if i were the girlfriend let's talk about the girlfriend for a second true but before we talk about the girlfriend let's talk about me (laughs) 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 because let me tell you this is like (laughs) before we talk about the girlfriend let's talk about me written on my tombstone (laughs) oh my gosh written across my ass (laughs) (laughs) because like, if I were the girlfriend in this situation and I found out that my boyfriend sent or asked his best friend why he was texting me, we would not be together, which is why I'm probably single. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I like you don't think I can handle myself enough to know the difference between a friend and someone who is trying to romantically advance on me mm-hmm. and I'm your girlfriend. So you think I'm stupid? No. We and you, deeper than you think I'm stupid, you also think I'm a hoe. Mm. And I am a hoe, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we can be a monogamous hoe. It's okay. Like, True. this is this is what really pisses me off sometimes about 2019. Like, it's okay for women to be sensual, to be sexual. Like, it's all good. So... Just because I am that way with you doesn't mean I'm going to be that way with everyone else because you are my boyfriend. Very good point. Mm -hmm. And this is why all the females out there, men who date other men, it's 2019. If you don't have kids, don't raise somebody else's child. Don't. (laughs) The T. Honestly, though. If you, if your significant other is not an adult, then you need to leave them in the playground. Okay. Well, that being said, we will take another quick break to get water, tea, other things of that nature. I only want tea. (laughs) Well, that's what we're serving, baby. (laughs) And we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Everyone's favorite topic. I thought you were going to keep going. That was fantastic. I was like, oh. Because, bitch, I'm ready to talk. I thought it was a bit off key, but. Girl, you haven't seen the show in three years. How would you know? Two. Two? You don't even know what the theme song sounds like. Honestly, you might be right. (laughs) Okay, all jokes aside, Game of Thrones was met with a lot of criticism this past week. Uh, Okay. Okay, so I'm about Uh, to recuse myself. Okay. So, But before I go, I just want to say, I'm not one of the the 1% of the population that is stupid and has not seen an episode of Game of Thrones, but these memes that are coming out this round, I'm mad because a lot of things got spoiled for me and I couldn't even avoid it. And that's it. Well, I'm going to go. All right, Sherry. We'll let you know when it's time to come back. (laughs) Redheaded stepchild. Our resident superfan, you can go first. Okay, well, so the fact that, like, okay, I walked into work yesterday, and everybody that I sit around always comes in the first thing we're talking about at 8.45 in the morning is Game of Thrones. And I had to excuse myself from the conversation yesterday because I did not want to start going off. Because <laughs> let me just tell you that, like, people were not, like, the amount of criticism that la- that this last weekend's episode faced really kind of upset me. And I think it's honestly, like, the more I think about it, I think it is one of those episodes that people will, in retrospect, once this season is over and once the series is over, is going to reflect and be glad that we had this weekend. Like, this past weekend, I 
and like I'll be the first to admit, like even from episode one, going into episode one, I was like, okay, this season has to start off with a bang. We don't have time for setup episodes. There are six episodes left. It is time to like hit the ground running. Nothing major happened in episode one. It was a setup episode. And I was like, okay, but you know what? I didn't mind it. It was a good episode. It was well put together. And then I was like, but that only means that like episode two, like they're not going to waste any time. Like episode two, like fuck, like it's going to like really, really get going. And then it didn't. And I'm 100% okay with that. And I didn't think that I would be until about 15 minutes into the episode. And I was just like, it just like dawned on me that I was like, I didn't realize that I wanted this episode until now. And I was like, this is like, I, I, we're not stupid. We know what the Battle of Winterfell is going to entail. We know it's going to be absolutely insane next week. That being said, like, it was so nice this week to one, see characters that have never interacted with each other interact. It was also just really nice to see, like, just what people do, like, the night before, like, literally imminent death. Like, the fact that this is the last time that we're gonna, the last episode we're gonna be spending with a lot of these characters that we've been with for literally seven seasons. Like, I'm totally okay with them sitting in a room drinking together and talking and, like, having, like, happy moments, and, and it, I, I'm happy the episode was light. It wasn't anything, like, tragic and sad and, like, and, and violent. Like, it was just a bunch of people preparing for the worst. I agree. I think that this episode was really for the actors, mm -hmm. and a lot happened. I don't know why people keep saying a lot didn't happen. I felt like so much happened. There was so much subtext and relationship that was being built that I'm like, I just don't understand how somebody watched the episode and felt nothing. I agree. I agree with you where it's like these characters that haven't ever interacted before. We got these beautiful moments between them. And mm -hmm. this episode was also for people who love writing and who love the writing of a story. A lot of people come to Game of Thrones because they have sex, they drink alcohol, and they fight. But it's really such a masterful show, and it's a lot more than that. And I think a lot of times it gets lost in the action. Mm -hmm. And we and these artists don't really get a chance to showcase their skills. I felt like this episode, the writing acting, was so beautiful. Acting, and the and acting was fantastic. The writing, too. Like, Brian Cogman wrote the episode, and he, like, came out, and he basically just said that, like, this episode was, like, meant to be a love letter to the characters. And, like, I'm so, so happy that we got that. Because, like, there were so many moments in this last episode that I was just sitting there with, like, a smile on my face and, like, getting a little teary-eyed. That I was like, this is, this is so great. And, like, you we need to I'm talk about say. the literal best moment of maybe, like, Game of Thrones that I've ever seen. Like, my, the happiest I've ever looked. Watching Brienne. Game of Thrones. Brienne's fucking smile. Brienne killed me because I just don't think she's gonna make it. I thought she was going to. I, whenever I made my list, like, my little, like, who's gonna live, who's gonna die list for this season, Brienne was on my survival list. I thought she was gonna make it this last week. I don't think she is. You also think Jamie Lannister's gonna make it because you think he's hot, so. That's not why I think he's gonna yes, make it. Yes, it is. It's because I love his character and I think that his character arc is not done yet. Like, and I don't think his character arc, like, I... I don't think he's going to die. Okay, if he you know does, who else's character arc was not done? Rob Stark. Ned Stark. Do you uh, think they care? Uh, Do you think Game of Thrones cares? No, of course they don't. Which is what I love about it. And honestly, the the, the longer that I hold on to like, oh, Jamie's not going to die, will only make his imminent death even more shocking to me. True. And I'm here for a good shock, let me tell you. This is week two of me wanting Brandon Stark to fall out of a window okay, once again. Let me tell you that Brandon Stark <laughs> literally needs to roll his ass right out of Winterfell and take the army of the dead with him like because he literally said they're following me okay like that then go to them like literally how roll I your thought. ass through the wall like i was I, thinking well we don't want you so if they want you go have he literally it. also here's the thing like i get like here's the thing i get it he's just he he it's it's his siblings and his siblings would never let him sacrifice himself but straight up he said this last episode he goes i'd still be brand stock but who the fuck are you then? Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> I really am so over the three-eyed raven shit. Because I'm like, if he is the three-eyed raven, when are we going to use that? Because just, he just holds on to this it has information to that he allegedly has. Next I'm like, episode has to. He is I'm the really key to starting something. to feel like Bran is Miss Cleo. He's Miss Cleo of Stop. back then. You don't know Stop. a damn thing. You know nothing Jon Snow. You know nothing Brandon Stark. Because you don't even, you can't even tell me if Dragonfire is going to kill them. He goes, no one's tried it. <laughs> 
But aren't you the three-eyed raven? Can't you see into the future or some shit? Why don't you tap into your powers and let us know what is going on? Also, let me let me just say, like, as far I know we've all heard the theory that Bran is the Night King. And let me tell you that I hope to God that that's not true at this point. Because here's the deal. I do not like a, whenever a twist is like everyone knows it. You know what I mean? And I feel like even if that was ever the intention... Y- y'all gotta to change, change it. it. <laughs> y'all gotta change it. Y'all gotta figure out a way to change that because I'm not about to go through with that. Like, not at this point. Not whenever everybody's been talking about it. And while I do think that he has a connection to the Night King in a way, like, there, he's gonna be the key to something. Because he left his mark on him. That's he left his said. mark on him, but, like, there is something... Like, Bran is a key to the puzzle somehow. Like, there is something that's gonna be... I think next week there's something that's gonna become clear about him. I don't know what that's gonna be. But it, <laughs> he's not the Night King. He's not the Night King. The last thing I have to say about this episode, Sansa and Theon. They? What are you guys doing? <laughs> it's too much for me. Mm. I know you're not blood relatives, wow. but I'm still not. I'm, I'm a little trepidatious. But I'm also- even, I'm more okay with like John and Danny knowing what I know about them, which is disgusting. But that's normal for Targaryens. I guess, you know I mean? but like also, like, they don't really know each other for real. They it's don't. the fact that, like, Sansa and Theon grew up together as mm-hmm. brother and sister that I'm like, please don't. I um, don't want you to do that. But I will say, though, that it didn't hurt that we saw that little that little moment between the two of them as we were having our, like, Pippin song moment with Podrick. Like, that shit was my favorite. Like, like so nice. Like, so beautiful. Like, I, I love, like, that is my, it's my favorite scene in Lord of the Rings. Whenever Pippin is singing the song, as Faramir is like going off and literally like sacrificing himself, knowing that everyone's gonna die, and like overall that we have like Pippin like and having that in this episode with Podrick singing like Jenny of Old Stones, absolutely beautiful, like so beautiful. And then also having the ending of the episode with like Florence and the Machines cover of it in the credits, beautiful. I agree. Like absolutely beautiful. I just, I, like, this week was such a nice episode, and I'm so happy that we had it, and, like, it's just, like, we're gonna get what we wanted the next four episodes, and so that being said, like, I am, I'm so happy that we, we have had two episodes, though, to just to be, like, okay, like, let me enjoy my time with these characters for one last, you know. I 100% agree. Alrighty, we're gonna take another quick break, and we'll be right back with Royalty. Royalty. All right, we are back. So as the reigning queen of royalty, for now, for now, because I'm not going to lie, last week I was a silent killer and I knew I was going to (laughs) win. This week I come to you. You had Eartha Kitt on your side though, and like that's all you need. That's an ancestor. I know. (laughs) It is an ancestor. Oh my god. This week I come to you humbly and say, please go easy on me. I I couldn't really come up with a good one. Stop making excuses and just tell me. It's unfortunate because I'm the one who came up with the segment, like Great, spill the tea. All right. (laughs) Here goes nothing. Exactly. So my favorite source of nude news, the shape room. Nudes and news, honestly. (laughs) Winter after dark. Yeah, literally. But my favorite source of news, The Shade Room, got into some trouble with my favorite pop culture icon, Cardi B. That was going to be mine. (laughs) Really? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, if you don't know, The Shade Room posted something about Offset having, like, outstanding gun charges or whatever. Five. He was going to jail eminent jail time, whatever. They're talking about how this man is going to jail for possession of guns. So Cardi, Offset's baby mama, she was not here for that. She was mad. So she basically was like, Shade Room, how dare you try to come for my man? And she did this on Instagram. She posted a video, which has since been deleted. She was basically like, Shade Room, how dare you come for my man? And posting all this negative shit about him when... You don't post all the positive things that he does. You're not talking about how he donated $25,000 to the Ellen Foundation for kids in Africa. You're not talking about how he's doing a cancer-free campaign. You're not talking about his investments. You're not talking about any of that. All you want to do is talk about how he has gun charges and problems with his baby mama. How dare you, basically? Then she goes on to make it about race. And it's like, y'all don't really care about black people. 
all you want to do is post negatively about us. And she's like, at the end of the day, a blog is a blog. There's good, there's bad. But it's biased because all you do is post negative shit. Now, the Shade Room, being the iconic shady site that they are, took it upon themselves today to make their Instagram story all of the positive things that they've ever posted about oh black men ever. So oh it's literally God. the I longest story ever. <laughs> and they use their hashtag, hashtag the shade room positive images. Pharrell and his son help feed those in need on Good Friday. Candy Burris sponsors a free screening of Little in Atlanta. T.I. helped bail out 23 nonviolent offenders on Easter. Kid Cuddy drops 10k on Popeyes to feed the homeless before Coachella. That could have been the whole royalty for the week. Students at LeBron James I Promise School make huge improvements in test scores. And so on and so on and so forth. She, they literally did not have time. They even posted what, something positive they posted about Cardi B. They said Cardi B wins best rap album for Invasion of Privacy. That's something that they posted way back in the day. Let's make Cardi B number one. Do it for the culture. That's something they posted months and months ago. And that honestly, for me, is going to be my royalty for the week. Let us all aspire to be as petty as the shade room. That's petty as fuck. If we, if there's one takeaway from this, always have your receipts. Don't delete anything (laughs) because a bitch will try to come for you. And when she does, Mm -hmm. you need to be ready. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I close with that. That was that was awesome. That was some good tea. Yeah, it was. That was some good tea. I'm self-conscious because Eartha Kit is like literally untoppable. But that was the inaugural episode. Like, and you guys have to win sometimes. We never top it. What do you mean sometimes? That being said, (laughs) all right, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, Okay, don't make me go last again. Let her no. Let her go next. Okay, you can go next. I just you were so confident in again, so I wanted to. In what? In your tea. Never said that. You did off air. You and did. that is my tea for the week. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay, only come for me on air when I have my receipts, oh, no, first no, of no. all. No, we're not doing this. This is not safe for there. Okay, go ahead, Sherry. Go ahead. Tell okay. me. So my royalty for the week, I was, you know, thinking about my life and my choices. And I thought I would reflect on the first time I ever blacked out. Um, Wholesome. <laughs> 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 and uh, this was a long time ago, so I'm finally comfortable talking about it. How long ago? But uh, this was eight years ago. Oh, okay. My history, I was very straight-laced in high school. <laughs> very. So when I got to college, I was wildin'. Oh, you talked about knuck if you buck? Knuckin' if you buckin'. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to fight alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I ever blacked out, we actually um, were on a trip, on a weekend trip to the neighboring school, which was known as a partying school, right? And my very smart self decided, you know what? It should we're be noted. Do- I'm sorry to cut you off. This is a neighboring school. It is in northern Florida. Florida State. They're known to do hard drugs there. Anyway, so um, we... This is the first time that I'm actually meeting a bunch of people that still talk to me to this day. And I don't know how because this was actually so messy. So we get there and I'm like, hey, guys, I've never blacked out before. And they're looking at me like, "Okay," And I'm like, I can drink. I can drink. Obviously, I can't because, okay, no one cares. So I start off with vodka shots, like five vodka shots to the head. Straight. No chaser. Okay, so then they're like, okay, we're good. this is the pregame. And everyone's looking at me like, you should probably slow down. I'm like, no, no. Oh, okay, so we go, it's a frat party. So we, we go to the frat party and Those I don't know boys. how. This, they said there was no liquor left at the party. Somehow I happened to find a whole solo cup of Sailor Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> if you Ew. know Sailor Jerry's rum, like literally to this day, I have a taste aversion to it Trash. because it's complete basura and <laughs> basura <laughs> and it's spiced rum. Like, and I was drinking vodka Trash. shots already. Okay. The last thing I remember, cause I take my camera everywhere with me is taking a picture of some friends and then wake up. But let me tell you what happened in the interim. Cause people had to tell me. So in the middle of that, I'm going buck wild. So finally I have to go to the bathroom. Oh my God. So 
I'm blacked out at this point and I don't know because I just woke up and everyone I was like I have to go I have to go and people are like okay you have to wait and I was like no so I climb into the bathtub and I literally go to the bathroom in my romper oh just and everyone's looking at me like oh oh my god oh my god and I'm like these people don't know me I just met these people and they're like uh okay (laughs) (laughs) so Zero to 100. Hey, nice to meet you. Now I'm peeing in my romper in someone I do not know's bathroom. It's also a rivalry school, which doesn't help. Right. Yeah, (laughs) it was not a good look. Anyway, that's the beginning. Okay. So they're like, oh, this girl's wild. Okay, good for her. So sometime between that point and leaving the party, I can't walk. Like, I was unable to walk. They had to, multiple people had to carry me to a car, um, to a Mustang. In which not case, they put me in the Mustang, Gross. and all of a sudden, I'm knocked out. So I was moving before, and then I was just knocked out. Everyone's like, yo, like she has alcohol poisoning. Everyone's like, no, 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 it's fine. We're going to take care of her. We do this. Okay. So they try to get me up the stairs, and they get me up the stairs. As soon as I get up there, I puke everywhere, all over a new carpet that this person just got. And I'm like, oh my, I don't remember this. So they're like, okay, we have to put her in the tub, put cold water on her. So they put me in the tub. Apparently they had to undress me, so I was just <laughs> no, 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 no. You did get undressed, uh, but we didn't do that to oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> we have witnesses. Yeah, it's Amanda. Um, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so I, I guess I got you naked. Fact check. No, no, no. And they were like, "Okay, we have to sequester her in the bathroom." So they put me in the bathtub, right? They, they go, they put water on me. They're okay. Just leave her. Like an hour later. They hear this like ruckus, like I'm in the bathtub, wild. They're like, I'm like, ah! they're like, what's going on? It sounds like I was getting murdered. They go in there. I'm like just in the tub, crying, crying. Like, is there water in it? Probably, because I'm, I'm like the wet dog that we were talking about earlier. But <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Yes. <laughs> so. And, and then they were like, we didn't know what to do. We were like, she's screaming bloody murder. And all of a sudden, I stop again. And they're like, okay, is she, is she good? So we go through the rest of the night. And I wake up the next morning. And I have no idea where I am. I wake up with this huge bruise on my right eye socket. Ooh. Because I hit the Ooh. tub, um, the faucet. Ooh. And I still have that scar to this day. I'll never forget. Ooh. My mom looked at me. She goes, that was a drunken accident. <laughs> and I said, oh. What? <laughs> I don't drink, Mom. <laughs> the only thing I drink is tea. <laughs> Herbal. Gin. No. <laughs> Hot toddies. <laughs> so to this day, these people still speak to me. They were like, yo, we didn't know. We didn't know it was going to happen. Like, it was the type of thing where I woke up and I was wearing a shirt. I still have the picture that says there's a new sheriff in town. Oh my God. <laughs> they were like, there certainly is. And, uh, Oh my yeah, God. College was the best of times and the fucking worst of times. I will say you did forget a part. There was a part where after we put you in the bathtub, this is before we knew you were naked. So we found out you were naked because you came out of the bathroom butt naked. Okay. And we were scared you were going to fall down the stairs. So we had to sequester you. Oh That's when we locked you in the bathroom. Oh my God. <laughs> like Quarantine. the exorcist. <laughs> Leave her ass in there. I honestly... Let her sort it out. Literally. Let the demon hop out of her. <laughs> I'm not an ordained minister. I'm not trained Lock for Lock her in. Lock her up. <laughs> Lock her up. Lock her up. Sherry, that's such a good story. That's a good as well. That's a classic. Classic. I mean, we all, I have come so far, trust. And it's like, I, that was a mess for the duration of college, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> no, that's a classic story. All right, Shane, classic. what do you got? All right, well, mine's also a little bit of a throwback. Woo! Um, so, <laughs> I used to work at this place that is a restaurant, and I'm not going to specify because I don't want them to sue me for exposing trade secrets but it's a seafood restaurant that (laughs) Beyonce has been known to bring Jay-Z to after he fucks her good so (laughs) anyways so I worked at this restaurant at this establishment and I worked as a host for a little while and this story was brought to my attention recently and I just thought it was appropriate (laughs) it was fucking messy and it's truly a mess so you know how so in in the, in the front of the restaurant we would have the tank and there would be the lobster um, inside the tank that you could buy off the menu and 
basically, like, we would get these shipped <laughs> to us in Florida from Maine. <laughs> they were frozen because apparently lobsters, you can freeze them and they will stay living. What? Maybe. What? But you can then, like, what do you mean you, maybe. They, they do. Like, because here's the thing we would get them frozen, and one of my jobs was taking them out and putting them in the tank, and then I'd have to take this little poker and, like, to wake them up. <laughs> and then, like, as they start, like, thawing out, they start, like, their, like, tentacles start, like, clawing all over the place. And, what? But if you don't wake them up, if you don't push them around, they will die. So you have to, like, make sure they're moving and actively moving when they come back to life, I guess, so that they can. Can, like actually make it so anyways for you to kill them well yes <laughs> whenever, well, for whenever someone selects them see they don't want them to die on their own they want to murder exactly. them oh, exactly <laughs> so then so like part of my job would be sitting up in the front and like watching like whenever they would get into fights because sometimes they would <laughs> and like I remember we had this we, there was this one it was a humongous like one of like the big like more expensive ones and it kept getting into a fight with this other one and it would literally like grab it and like <laughs> fling it like but you know like whenever you fling something through water it doesn't go very fast and like it would go like up and it would get to the surface and start like sloshing water all over the place it got like this one kid wet one time and like <laughs> so regardless we only got males and the males tend to fight with each other but one time we got this one and after I woke it up <laughs> and then it's little cryo sleep then it literally all of a sudden the tank just turned green and there was just like green stuff all over the place and we literally were like oh my god that fucking lobster shit all over the inside of the tank and we were like we thought the other lobster were gonna get sick and that they weren't gonna survive and so we were like well great we gotta clean the entire tank out well come to find out it actually was not shit it was a female that was sent to us that wasn't supposed to be sent to us and she was pregnant and they have these like ugly ass like they have they she literally like just squirted out like a bunch of like thousands and thousands of little like mini like little small lobster eggs and there's this like green it's absolutely disgusting and like literally she would like there was one I remember like after it happened she literally was like over on the side of the tank like just by herself and all of the men were like piled on top of each other on the other side of the tank <laughs> like scared bros before hoes like and she, we literally like we had to get rid of her like we were like we, she cannot be here like she literally and then like did what? Oh my God. I was always under the impression this is this is where it gets. That was my mess of the story. But then there's a little side on, like a little a little tack on to that. I always thought that you like boiled the lobster like alive and that it didn't really cause much of a problem. But no, there was one time that like I no this I, that's what I thought we did. Well, one time I walked back into the kitchen and I literally like walked past one of the cooks who had just gotten a lobster that someone picked out of the container. And literally, she had it, like, held up in the air. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, flailing its little, like, claws and stuff around. And she literally took this, like, hooked knife thing, just, like, stuck it inside of it and, like, yanked it down. And it just <gasps> went limp. Like, it literally, I witnessed a murder. And, like, I literally, <laughs> like, when I tell you that I've never seen, like, life leave a creature, I did. <laughs> and it was really scary. And I think that might have been our, like, little female. Like, our little, like, nasty ass, like... Shitting lobster. Damn! So you had Eartha Kit last week. I had the lobster. Oh. Okay, what about messy Sherry? Well, you had. Well, that was you. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, oh. I've now deflected my hot tea off onto something else and onto a lobster this week. I truly <laughs> do not think the cheddar biscuits are worth that type of abuse. Listen, <laughs> listen. But the one time, like, literally flung water onto this kid. Like, it literally like sloshed water all over the place. <laughs> And, like, they would sit up there and fight, and I'd have to go, like, separate them across each other, because, like, they would get into, like, little, like, altercations and start, like, flipping each other over, and once they're on their back, they can't do anything about it. Damn, I don't even know who should win. I know oh. I shouldn't win. I'm gonna go ahead and take a seat. I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> we never it really feels... figured out a way to decide, like, if there's ever, like... Yeah. Because this one's a close one. It feels good not to be last this week, I'm going to be honest, because last week I tanked. Both of those are honestly so good. I have no idea. 
You guys are gonna have to rock paper scissors. I don't know. Are you serious? I don't. I I can't choose. You must. Yeah. We can't choose ourselves. Yeah. So you think yours is the best? I would. I would pick my lobster. Okay, Sherry, you would pick yours for sure. Yeah, that was iconic. Shit's like, wild. Yeah, I was. That okay. was amazing. I'm sorry. I have to pick Shane because you just gave me inside information. Unfortunately, your tea was spoiled for me because I was there. What the fuck? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you Are you serious? I just bore my entire soul and I didn't win the royalty. It's okay. Last, <laughs> week, I, last week I told a story about me making out with blackout, made out with four guys like at a club. I'm sorry. Made a mess of myself outside at a dumpster afterwards. Yeah, I did that already and was naked. Like, <laughs> I got naked in the shower too. And have a scar in my eye. Like, I don't <laughs> call sorry, me Mad Eye Moody. I didn't have any scar. Sherry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. What if? Okay, how about this? And so, because I don't, I don't know that like I feel like I've earned it. So what if? No, what if we I don't let, want it. What if we let people like? If you like people, okay. So like, if people are listening to this, this might be a fun thing to start. People who are listening to this, like, let us know. Okay. Like, who, 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 who do you think? Yeah. And then next week we can announce it. All know. right. Well, we'll let the fans decide. Okay. So we'll if you're wondering, next week. if you're wondering where you can find us, my Twitter handle is at theyoungamanda. I'm gonna go ahead and put a poll up there. If you have listened to this, we will crown. Our royalty at the top of next episode. All right, I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun. I had a great I'm here time. For it. I had a great time. I had a great time. Suck on my balls. That is the <laughs> phrase of the episode. I agree. In fact, that needs to be the title of this one. No. All right, well, that wraps up this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed all the things we talked about if you did we are now on apple Podcasts. Woo! so be sure to subscribe rate us leave us a comment we are eternally grateful please 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 and we'll be back next week if all goes well with this episode bye